Hey there, this is Liana, and you are tuning in to Sharpen Her Iron, conversations with dope women. Yo, I am back. It is Liana. I know it is November the 13th, which is much further out than what I said it would be when I came back to this podcast. I um, did my last episode at the end of June, and my um, goal was just to take off July um, as a month of rest and to hop back in in August. And here we are, November the 13th. And um, basically, I've taken off July, August, September, and October. But, you know, I really struggle with feeling shame and guilt about the fact that it took me so long to come back to the podcast. But one thing I've been thinking about over this time is giving myself the permission to change my mind and also to honor my feelings and my emotions and how I'm feeling at the time. And one thing as a person, as an artist or a creator or a developer of something, you struggle with um, feeling forced to produce when the creativity or the inspiration or the motivation is not there. And I think one of the most authentic things for me to be able to say or to be able to um, come back and acknowledge is like, listen, I just didn't have it to give this summer actually turned out to be a very different summer um, and a difficult summer than I thought it would be. And those of you guys who have been listening to my podcast um, since it's you know um, since it began and, and we're listening to some of the last couple of episodes, you know that I was in the, in the middle of a really big transition. For me, this transition was leaving the job that I had been working at for gosh over 10 years um and stepping out and and launching into new territory and for me it was pastoring at the church I grew up in and um it's been my main full-time job since being out of grad school so I've worked a lot of other side gigs and side hustles and and have my own business all those things but my bread and butter my main full-time um job came from uh full-time pastoring and I um, knew that God was calling me out. But you can know that God is calling you out and still not know exactly where you're going. And a lot of times we can define these moments of change and um, really, uh, you know, put this uh, uh, image on it that it's going to be something that it's not. Or maybe it's not that you're putting an image on something that it's not, but it also requires us to accept that we don't always know what it is and for a person like me that's hard because i feel like a part of my life is lived in a context where i want to be able to um help other people figure out life and journey and use my 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 path to give some sort of inspiration direction um context for other people as they're making decisions in their life but what i realize is I don't have to manufacture that. Um, it doesn't have to be quote unquote perfect. It doesn't have to be something that here's this 10 step plan on how to do it. Um, even right now, I'm literally driving in my car while I'm recording this podcast because I, ha- I feel inspired right now. 
And a part of me is like, oh no, Leon, you got to wait till it's perfect. And you go sit down in your office and you plug the, the microphone in and the sound is better. But I was like, or Leon, you plug this portable mic in that you have right now and you talk to the people about what's on your mind. Because it's better that what you give them is from an authentic place than it is from a, um, a place that is produced and um, manufactured just to try to... Um, create an experience that you want someone else to have when that wasn't your experience in the first place. So as I was thinking about what would this episode be called, I think the art of allowing is the perfect name for it because that's exactly the season that I am in allowing both my expectations and my disappointments and my uncertainties and my fears and my uh, reluctancy, all of that to kind of just be, be a part of right now, be a part of the journey, but also my faith, also my tenacity, also my hope, my hope, right? My work ethic, allowing these things to kind of merge in one space and um, allowing this moment to be what it is, even if it's not what I expected it to be. When I finished working um, at my job at the end of June, I did that last episode on rest and Sabbathing, and a, a young lady sent me an email. And in that email, she's basically like telling me how the past episodes of Sharpen Her Iron have been impacting her and have she listened to them and how they've been good for her and how the um, she's looking forward to hearing about how sabbathing and resting had been for me when I come back and talk about it and I'm not gonna lie that created a little bit of angst and anxiety because um I thought in reading that email I was um excited that the 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 podcast was doing what I intended for it to do and that was to encourage enrich edify build up um women across the generations and to use stories and 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 different interviews and different people to help um sharpen each other's iron even if we're not physically in front of each other. But her email gave me a little bit of um, angst because for it was um, I was honored to receive it. But I think when um, someone tells me about something they're looking forward to or expecting from me, um, I um, have this this anxiety or a little bit of feeling like I have to make sure that I have something to offer them or to to wow them or to, to bless them with, um, instead of just being like, Liana, just have your process and whatever your process is on the other side of that, talk about it. So, um, which I'm the art of allowing, I think is to say, have your process and share your process. Don't try to, um, make sure that you have something to make other people proud of or that it's going to wow them just kind of live your life because that's what this has been about anyway kind of having your journey and I think that is what I I put a little bit of pressure on myself in feeling like I had to have this Sabbath and make sure I had something to say about it and I realized that I was doing the very opposite of Sabbathing because Sabbathing is just the resting and the releasing and the time of worship and the time of seeing the the fruit of your labor and the time of kind of just taking the pressure off of your mind and your experience. But when my cruise was over, when my Jamaica trip was over, when, um, you know, those event based things were over and my mind was more, um, present 
um, in just kind of everyday life, I think fear started to um, surface. Not only that, but in September the 1st, I turned 33. And um, there's like, man, it's your 30, my 33rd birthday, hashtag on the rise, hashtag my Jesus year. And I once again put this pressure on myself to feel like the year of 33 needed to be in an amazing year of, um, you know, I'm on the rise, you know, it's my Jesus year is about to be amazing. You know, um, I just left one big opportunity and God's about to take me to the next, even though I didn't know what it was. But, you know, once again, what happens when God takes you from one place, knowing that it was God, but not knowing exactly, but the next moment, not necessarily being exciting, which I think the children of Israel can relate to that. Um, God took them out of captivity, but before they made it to the promised land, they were in this wilderness experience, needing to rely on God every single day and then not really feeling very special or monumental, but really just kind of the, the daily survival, right? Cause it's in the wilderness. If you don't know what I'm talking about, read Exodus, the book of Exodus in the Bible, it'll really give you more context. But after 400 years of slavery, um, God comes and he, he keeps his word and he delivers his people out of Egyptian bondage. But you know, a lot of us would be like, whoo, whoo, God took you out of bondage. Now it's time to go into your promised land. This is about to be amazing. But what happens when in between bondage and the promised land, there's this waiting period or there's this testing period or there's this purifying period or there's this, um, yeah, it's, it's all of that. The, this, this, uh, developmental period that is extremely uncomfortable can make you very sad, can question if God's with you in the first place, if you even made the right decision to leave where you were, like all these things start to kind of can have, can have the ability to start to surface in your experience as it did in mine. And as it did in the experience of the children of Israel. And I'm not going to lie, part of what also made me sad about this moment was that back in June, I had done a 40 days of prayer. God called me to do 40 days of prayer every day for 5 a.m., get on Facebook Live. So it went from June into a little bit of my July rest month, to be honest, which may be part of what had me more exhausted than I thought I would be. Um, both physically and spiritually because I was up at 5 a.m. every single morning. Um, and actually before that, sometimes 3.30, 4, just preparing for whatever God was going to have me do. And then I got on and did a Facebook Live at 5 a.m. Um, and I did it for 40 days straight. And um, it was, oh my gosh, it was like, it was a high for me. It was, I would consider it a mountaintop experience. And a lot of times in the Christian faith, we use this term, this phrase, mountaintop experience. And basically, it, it are these, these encounters, these experiences, these seasons where you know you had a very intimate meeting with God that was outside of your normal routine. A lot of times that happens um, literally people go away to the mountains and they have these, you know, retreats, um, conferences, um, breakthrough sessions. There's these different types of intentionally, um, carved out aspects of, of your life that you will find yourself, um, meeting with God in a special way. And it really doesn't have to be at an event or a location. It can happen in the intimacy of your own home, but it's these, these intense, like oh, this intense awareness, like I know I met with God and God shifted something in me and I've, I've had this closeness with God and it was outside of your normal routine. And it's almost like the residue of those, of those high moments that kind of carry you through your low moments and these other scenes 
um, that come because every moment in God is not going to be this high intense meeting with God, right? Even Moses, he went up on the mountaintop. He got the 10 commandments from God and he had to come back down from the mountaintop and actually live amongst the people and deal with the sins and the worries and the concerns of the people. So even though in his, in his day, like he had these intimate meetings with God in a special way, um, that God did not give to everybody else. He still had to come down off the mountain and live amongst the people and um, deal with everyday problems, worries, concerns, fears that arose in his leadership. Um, even though this was the man who met with God, you still will see places where Moses failed, um, where he sinned, where he listened to the worries of the people over having the faith of God in God, where he allowed his own apprehension to cause him to do things against what God called him to do. And you're like, whoa, this is Moses we're talking about who had face-to-face encounters with God. And yet you will still find places in his journey where he just didn't get it right. And, um, it, I bring that up because I felt like, you know, after these 40 days of prayer, like, of course I was about to enter this like amazing season of like whatever I thought was going to be. But you know, if you think about that wasn't even the trend with Jesus, even after his 40 days of prayer and fasting and being away with God before he went to the cross, even he was tempted by the enemy. Even he found himself um, in his own difficult space in between his fasting and his resurrection was his trial, was his suffering, was his feelings of abandonment, was a lot of the testing. And so it's, it's easy for me to preach that. It's another thing to, to have to live it and not realize that like even after I left it was not captivity, but a, a place that God told me to leave. And I enter a, a season of, of intense prayer and fasting and going into my birthday, it, it, or that space in between. And even in between now was actually more, um, uncertain than I thought it would be. It was more dull, quote unquote, than I thought it would be. And I, um, I'm realizing that part of the art of allowing it's it's really that it's it's not putting a a narrative or a label on what the next season has to be instead of saying you know what like God is my manna um God is my daily bread which is what the Israelites had to depend on with God maybe God was teaching them something about him being their sufficiency him being all that they need him being their rock him being their source so that when he took them into the promised land they didn't forget that you know, I don't know exactly what it was that God is or was planning to teach me in this season or allowing me to go through, but, um, it wasn't what I thought it would be. Um, even though I didn't have an exact image of it, it was more of a feeling that I thought was going to happen. I thought, you know, all these amazing speaking gigs are about to come. I'm about to knock off this excess weight that I've been trying to lose. I'm about to do all these things I'm about to have all the encouragement, empowerment, everything in possible. I'm about to get all my business acumen, um, develop all my business documents in order. I'm about to spend this time to just like be on my grind and have everything. But what happens when your emotions don't meet with that space? And for a person like me, you know, I either live on a high or a low. So like, which is not always healthy, but it's true of me. And so it's like, when I'm high, I can go, go, go. I can conquer the world. I can get anything done. But when I hit a low, it's very hard for me to produce. And so I found myself feeling low, which then I started to find myself feeling lower because I wasn't producing. So I was already feeling low. And then I started to feel lower because things were not turning around the way I thought they would. We were, we're November 13. We're already ending 2019. And I am struggling with my weight still, you know, and it's crazy because, you know, my journey, it's like I've lost a hell of a lot of weight. I've also 
over a hundred pounds naturally. And so to find myself, you know, picking up weight and trying to lose it and then feeling like the battle of my life and not knowing how to knock that off and move forward. For some people it can be like, Liana, that's not a big deal. It's just weight. You've done it before. You can do it again. But for me, I'm thinking about, um, there's some, there's a blockage is, is what I feel. There's a, there's a blockage that's taking place and that discourages me. Um, and I feel like it's hinders my confidence it hinders my desire to go on job interviews. It hinders my desire to shop. My It hinders my, my feelings of uh, being the strong woman and the fully capable and can do anything. I feel a little bit like a fraud and a failure, to be honest with you. Like, I'm the one who wrote the book, right? Monday never comes. You can do anything, everything that you need to be who God's called you to be. You already have it today, right now. Let's go. Let's go get it. Like, I'm that girl. So, to have to try to be that girl for myself... Um, it's just really hard. So one thing I have been learning and been trying to accept is that I don't have to always quote unquote, be that girl for myself. I can allow other people into my journey. Hence this podcast in the first place, right? Me trying to create a platform where we're invading your journey and inspiring it. And yet sometimes I have to be reminded that the same thing I'm offering to other people, uh, to give myself the grace to offer it to myself and so thinking about this concept of not of allowing right and the art of allowing and not having to be um the voice of wisdom inspiration hope encouragement all that stuff for myself but um allowing the mentors big sisters friends allies in my life to be that for me as well so in september i went to seattle because um a big sister pastor mentor of mine um pastor gail um was being uh, not ordained, but installed as the lead pastor of her church quest church in Seattle. And I'm like, this is amazing. I have to go to her ceremony. So, you know, I, I spent some time with her while I was there. And actually, um, she took some time aside to kind of ask me about my life updates, how things are going, what the transition is like. And to be honest with you, when people ask me those questions or were asking me those questions, I didn't want to answer. I really, I would try to avoid the context where people would ask me those questions because I didn't feel confident, comfortable, um, with an answer that sounded, sounded, um, impressive to be honest. And, but I'm like, Liana, you will miss out on the wisdom, the, the love, the validation that God has for you along this journey. If you keep trying to protect your image or, um, feelings of insecurity or inadequacy and that you have to cre- allow those safe spaces to exist with the people that you say you trust to pour into your life um, as well. And it was just, it was difficult, but I, you know, as I'm open up and sharing, you know, first of all, you realize how much people have in common with your journey throughout their journeys, right? And how they're able to pour into that. But one thing she said to me as I was talking about just my frustrations about like, what the next opportunity is going to look like or where I'll be serving, where I'll be leading, where will work come from? And she said to me, Liana, you cannot let your identity be subject to the next big thing. And I'm talking to a woman who is um, being installed at 40 as the, the head pastor of her church um, and who has been in ministry a little bit longer than I have. And one thing she was going to so I'm taking in from her insight and from her from her process. And she's like, listen, 
you have to, she's like, most of my life has not been about the next big thing or the next big project. It's about learning how to remain faithful and managing that time in between. And I also heard another, um, I think it was Mark Batterson, if I'm not mistaken, but he was talking about there's only so many um, life-changing experiences that we have, right? Because we talk about, oh, this was a life-changing experience. But that the truth of the matter is most of our time in life is managing the space in between those life-changing experiences or those big moments, those big breaks, whatever you want to call them. And she just really emphasized to me, like, it's the value of faithfulness, Liana. It's the value of honoring today. It's the value of showing up in this moment and not living your life or based on who you are, who God's called you to be or who God sees you to be on whatever you think your next opportunity needs to be. And um, she's like, do not, you cannot let your identity be subject to the next big thing. And that was really powerful to me because I think um, it can be easy to live for the next high or to live for the next thing that's going to come along the way and not to realize that like, Life is really just these compilation of moments and experiences and really deciding whether or not I'm going to be faithful, even in the little things I'm going to show up and, you know, give it my, my best, um, even when I don't know what's coming of it or, you know, how, what has God given me to nurture right now? What has God, or who has God given me to nurture, right? God puts people in our lives that may not even be necessarily jobs or projects or assignments, but they're just souls to care for and to love on and to, to be present for. And so that's one thing that I think I am learning in this season, even just for my own family, my own mom, you know, my own brother, just things come up and I'm realizing that the next gig is just as important as whether or not I'm you know, helping my mom with her groceries or if she's getting sick and being loving and, and patient towards her. And it's hard to see your value even in those things, but it's, it's true, you know. Um, and even the Bible says he, he or she who's faithful with the little things will be ruler over many. And I think that we use that as a stepping stool, but I think in the kingdom, it's not a stepping stool. It's a, it's a principle of honoring the life God gives us right now. We're talking about the art of allowing. Um, because the truth of the matter is we get to a next big thing and before you know it, there's another problem. There's another worry. There's another concern. There's another thing that we want to be different. And we, um, it's easy to try to get somewhere, get there, and then already be trying to get somewhere else. So if we're, we're living about this life of this art of allowing and being present right now and not making life about big things, but making life about managing today and being faithful to right now, it kind of gives a different shift in perspective on on um, what God is doing in my heart and in my mind and in this space. So I was thinking as I wrap up with literally 49 days left in this year because I went back and I, I counted because even on November 13th, it feel like the year's over, right? And we're already like, you know what? I'm just going to look to January 1st and start planning my goals for then and things of that sort. I think part of the power of the art of allowing is being present in every single day and leaving room for God to um, do something in every moment, right? And to whether that's restore your hope, whether that's get to um, get a new fire, a new passion, get your motivation back. I talked about even my struggle with my weight. Like I'm not going to abandon the next of the year, the rest of the year just by saying like, oh, well, the holidays are coming and I'm just going to start January 1st because like I said before, that's um, 
that's just like a fail. It's a failed mentality. It doesn't work that way. Um, and God's calling this season of, of manna for me in this, in this moment, I think for all of us in every area of our lives to say, you know, am I allowing God to, to give me the strength to, um, handle the next 49 days? What miraculous moves can God make in 49 days? What can God do in my life before 2019 is over? Like, do I abandon the rest of this year to, um, like, the waste like you know what i'm saying do i just cast it away and say there's no worth left here or do i allow this moment to be a moment where i get to say with 49 days left in this year in this moment i can still bounce back from some stuff like god can still give me the power to 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 maximize this moment and i think um uh, next week's the next two episodes actually it's crazy because the next week episode is an interview with a, um, an amazing woman that I did by the name of Unitha Muhammad. And I actually did this interview back in June, but I wasn't ready to release it yet. And now I know why, <laughs> you know, um, I knew now I realized what I would have gone through this past summer and even the beginning of fall to have needed this to be the message going into the end of the year. And so um, this is just a little transparency from my heart and um, my past couple months and I hope there's something that you can resonate with and you can connect with. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on Sharpen Her Iron. Go ahead and like this, share it with a friend, and subscribe to our podcast for more conversations with dope women. If you want to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at the Queen Liana. You can email us at sharpenheriron at gmail.com. Engage with us. Let us know what you think about the show. And for all upcoming events Sharpen Her Iron related, go ahead and visit our website, sharpenheriron.com.